my psycho killers and psycho thrillers to the house of unkindness. I'm drunk, she's drunk, and we don't care. We're making candles, or not. And we're here to break down mysterious cases. We'll probably be unkind. We We hope hope you you don't don't mind. Alrighty, psycho killers and psycho thrillers. We are going to be starting off with the Gabby Petito case as our first show. Having said that, I shall hand you over to one of my bestest friends, Lynette. All right, guys. Uh, So Gabby Venora Petito, born March 19th, 1999. She was born in Blue Point, Suffolk County, New York. We're going to jump to 2014, between 2014 and 2015. Gabby, who was a sophomore in high school, and Brian, who was a junior, had met at Bayport Blue Point High School. Brian graduates in 2016, and then Gabby graduates a year later. In March of 2019, Gabby and Brian officially start dating. This is when Gabby moves down with the Laundry family in Northport, Florida, which I kind of find odd. Why would you move so quick down with your boyfriend's family? Because love is a strong emotion. It causes you to have puppy love, and then you start to think that they are your entire world. I just don't know if, well, okay, I guess I can't speak out of past experience, but moving out of my home state and moving down with fam- with people I don't know, I, I don't know, that just seems weird to me. I mean, it seems weird to me too, but as a person who used to be in puppy love, Agreed. I moved out of my parents at 18, and then I moved back in with them at the age of, like, 19. I did the same when I was 19. I moved out. It's just, it's a whole different experience when you're out on your own, you're with someone that you love, and it just, it envelops you. But did you leave, like, the state? No. You you stayed in the same town, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, same here. Unfortunately. (laughs) All right, so um, we're going to jump to July 2nd of 2020. Brian and Gabby get engaged. Gabby announced the engagement on Instagram with a photo of them saying, Brian asked me to marry him and I said yes. And then she put his at sign and said, you make life feel unreal and every day is such a dream with you. That is such a sad thing, like, for what we know is to come for her. Most definitely, like... She was just, she was so pure, she was so innocent. I mean, I didn't know her that well. Let's be honest, I don't, I didn't know her at all. (laughs) She lived in Florida, we live in Montana, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fair enough. But it's just, it's such a big thing, especially after being only in a relationship for maybe a year, I want to say. Yeah, a little over a year. It's just, it's so much in so little time that you would think that they would like take things a little bit more slower yeah especially I mean for what's to come at the fact that December 11th they bought Gabby's van and they she even posted it on face or on Instagram she said garden on wheels new van meets new adventures which basically says that they're starting their um road trip together And that's the start of a whole adventure. Yeah. But I I just, I don't know. She was so pretty, and he was just 
okay looking. <laughs> We're just gonna roast him now. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I I think she didn't see what was behind his true self, and obviously we don't know if he's guilty of killing her. I mean, he Everyone's might not be guilty, but at the same time, why would you run from? Exactly, and I think that's, like, what's coming up in the bigger timeline of things is, like, why would you run if you're just, if you're not guilty? Exactly, and that's what I don't understand. Yeah. Is why would he run from something that supposedly made him feel like the entire world was shattering? Right. It's supposed to be shattering if your significant other, your fiancé, your lover, whatever that you want to call her what he was to her ends up dead other way around i guess she was to him (laughs) uh no we we understand what you're saying but i mean how could you leave your the person that you're supposed to absolutely love how do you just leave them in a different state and not look for them exactly that is one thing that i just i don't understand why me neither but getting back to the timeline, June 2021, Joe Petito and his wife, um, new wife, Gabby and, and Gabby's parents were split. Uh, and they both have two new um, spouses. Spouses, yeah, thank you. Um, so Joe Petito and his new wife, they actually moved from Selden, New York to Vero Beach, Florida, just to be closer to Gabby, <coughs> which... Everything I've read, Gabby and Joe were super close. They had a really tight relationship, which I think is great. She was a little daddy's girl. Yeah. That is the sweetest thing in the world. I know. I couldn't imagine a life without my dad. Me neither. Like, I'm so close with my dad. Same here. Like, no. They were probably best friends because, let's be honest, every girl is, like, best friends with their dad. You know, and... Okay, so... They moved down, but then June 17th, um, Gabby and Brian actually go up to Blue Point, New York to attend Gabby's brother's high school graduation. So that's why their um, road trip actually started out of New York, is because they were up there for her brother's high school graduation. And that's super sweet that she went and saw her brother Brother? graduate. I couldn't think. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I, I think it's great. Like... That just shows that she's a very family-oriented person. <laughs> Which, being family-oriented, is definitely not a bad thing. You should no. always appreciate your family. But. But. It happens. You know, we're yeah. not judging you if you're not close with your family. It happens. We understand that. Most definitely. Like, some families can be just... Extremely toxic. And- <laughs> But hey, that's a different discussion for later. That's a different discussion for (laughs) another time, my dude. So, you know, it's funny to me because they actually postponed their wedding due to COVID, which a lot of people did. Um, So instead, they decided um, to take a trip. They were going to do this cross-country road trip. And so they actually left New York um, on July 2nd. They headed out for a four-month cross-country road trip. They had planned to go to Portland, Oregon. They wanted to hit all the national parks. They planned to end up in Portland, Oregon around Halloween time to see, was it, I can't, I can never remember if it was family, friends, or I, they were going to see somebody up in Portland, though. Um, 
And so they actually left that day out of New, uh, not Newport, um, uh, New York, Blue Point, New York. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's when they left and they left in Gabby's 2012 Ford Transit van that they had converted into a quote unquote camper so that they could live in. Okay. They could cook, live in it. They didn't have to tow a trailer. Okay. So July 4th. They ended up in Monument Rock, Kansas. Um, And then the next day, July 5th, uh, Gabby posted her first Instagram post about the trip, which was at Monument Rock National Landmark. So, I've never been there. I've never been to Kansas. Me either. But the, I mean, the pictures look nice. I did when I was younger, but we drove from frickin' bumfuck Nevada to... (laughs) Viewer's discretion advised, by the way. Yeah, maybe we should add, like, a warning, uh, (laughs) a warning, um, (laughs) viewer's discretion is advised, 16 and older, curse words, um, graphic content, and there's a lot, (laughs) yeah, we should (laughs) have, but it's okay, they're hearing us now, and that's all that really matters. So from this point on... Be advised that there is graphic content, there is curse words, we're not going to hold back with you guys. So, to jump forward to July 8th, um, this is when Brian and Gabby ended up in Colorado Springs, Colorado, Um, and it looked like they had a fun time. I mean, they went to the sand dunes and, uh, not bodyboarded, but like surfed down the sand. Which, that looks fun. Yeah, it does. Gabby had posted pictures on July 10th of them at the reserve, at the uh, Great Sand Dunes. Which I think you would be You were going to say resort, and I was like, um, it's Colorado, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if it would... That was weird. Um. <laughs> you and your husband's relationship is freaking adorable, by the way. It kind of makes me go... so cute it makes me sick um (laughs) no reserve they they went to the great sand dunes national park and reserve okay gotcha okay so um july 16th they ended up in zion national park i have no idea zion okay zion I've been in fights about this. It is, in my mind, it is Zion. But that's besides the point right now. Um, and they didn't say much about Zion, honestly. Um, I mean, she had posted on July 21st about Bryce Canyon. Um, they actually hiked um, Bryce Canyon that day. And if you go to her Instagram, you can actually see those pictures, um, which I think was kind of interesting. Um I believe it was Bryce Canyon. I'm going to double check my facts before I speak about this, but I'm pretty sure it was Zion. Or not Br- Zion. Um, We've done so much extensive research on this, and we still have to fact check ourselves. <laughs> well, it's because, holy cow, we do so much in it. We're on like four different cases at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All to get content out to you guys. Heck yeah, man. Gotta make sure that you guys actually enjoy our stuff before we actually decide to, um, get too far into it. Um, 
Okay, yeah, so Gabby's post in Bryce Canyon, they are super beautiful, and if you actually watch uh, the fourth, it's like a mini video, um, you can actually see Brian wearing shoes, which I guess was a very uncommon thing for him to wear shoes, right? Really? Yeah, like he didn't like to wear shoes when they went hiking and stuff. Wait, he didn't even like to wear, like, boots or anything no, like, like that? No, like, he just liked to go barefoot. And, like, isn't he scared about snakes? Because I would be scared <laughs> about snakes. Same. Or spiders. Like, mm. no, actually, I. it's mentioned quite a few times that he, he just didn't like to wear shoes. But, hey. So I mean, I guess good for him, man. Hey, if you're comfortable, go for it. You do, you do. <laughs> So, um, then we're going to jump to July 26th, which is when Gabby actually makes what I believe is one of her, no, I mean, I guess there's a few other posts that she posts, but I think this is one of her last, like, true self posts, like, the beauty of it, if that makes sense. Um. Makes complete sense. Yeah. So, she actually posted, they were in, um... Mystic Hot Springs, Utah. Um, That sounds really freaking nice. Yeah, and it's actually in Monroe, Utah. Um, And she actually posted a a picture of her in one of the bathtubs. And they end up posting a picture together of them kissing. Which, I'm going to show Sarah the picture because I don't know if she's seen it. Actually, I have not seen that picture. And, like, sure, it's cute and all, but... I don't like how... I... I don't like how he grabs her face. Something about it to me just seems weird. Yeah, that's that's completely understandable, but at the same time, like, that whole romance thing that supposedly was going on, because do you think that maybe during that photo he was planning on what he was going to do to her? Or do you think it was more close to the time that was actually, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. I've talked about a couple theories, um, being that Brian was actually groomed by his father, Christopher, um, I've talked about that a couple times with a few people that the conversation just kind of got brought up in, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he, if this was like a spur of the moment kill or if it was planned out. And that's something that most people need to think about. Like, was he planning this or was he like in the moment, like you said, if it was just like a crime of passion or was this something that he had been planning and were more people involved exactly that's what i'm curious about like did he have somebody involved which personally i believe they do and we'll get into that later maybe in like the second or third part of this depending on how long these go um but i I really think he had somebody with him to help him most definitely but we've talked about that you and i have and and i think that's (laughs) something that like really plays a part in later Um, but, so then July 30th, we're going to jump back into the timeline. July 30th, they end up in Canyonland National Park, Utah. Um, so I did a little bit of research about that, and it's actually super pretty. Um, I mean, it, it, it looks really nice. Nice place to go travel to. Nice, good old desert. Yeah, I mean... Love me a good desert. I grew up in the mountains, so, like... I grew up in Nevada. (laughs) So, I mean, like, I grew up here in Montana, so, like, the the desert kind of has some fascination to me, but I'll never leave my mountains. Uh, (laughs) I don't blame you. The mountains are beautiful over here. Yeah, I I couldn't leave my mountains. But then, 
August 12th is when things, I think, really change. Um, so this day, they were actually in Arches National Park. And she actually posted um, about the Arches. And people have looked really closely at the pictures. And um, the fact that she posted this day is actually insane to me. Because that was the day of the domestic that the police got involved. Which we'll yeah. talk about here in a minute. Um, that is a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, but so there's one set of photos that was posted, and there's it's her right below the arches. They had hiked up this little mountain or whatever you want to call it to sit on the rocks, and um, her her thing on it says we decided to take a path less traveled on the other side of the arch, and they ended up actually having to help somebody up that where they were um because the guy wanted to go up there with them Mm -hmm. um but in the photo there's actually if you look really carefully there's a bird flying around on the first one so like I'll show you so it's right there and then in the next couple pictures it's up on the arch Hmm. and so people have been you know I mean there's been a lot of theories coming out but people are like oh it's a crow it's a sign of death I don't know I mean, that's kind of for you to decide. I Yeah, that's more of a personal, yeah. um, how you feel about it. But, I mean, for a bird to be that close to you, it, but, I mean, the arches are pretty high. So, it's like, meh, I don't know. I don't know if I yeah. fully believe that, but, hey, you believe what you want, that's not why I'm here. But, like I said, this is the day that the um, police stop happened, um, which now, were actually... Was this before or after they went know. to the arches? Because... From the way that it sounds, from the time frame, at least, it's just, it doesn't seem to add up. Like, if they were leaving the arches, it adds up. But if they were just going into... Well, and the 911 call came in um, at... So everything starts at... What time? 16.44, but for those of you that don't know military time, sorry, that's 4.44 in the afternoon. So it's possible. But we never get clear, because when we were going through the video footage, we even questioned that. We didn't know, sorry, we didn't know when, um, if they were leaving or when, if they were going into the arches. They kind of make that unclear, but I guess the photos could have been taken the day before, too. They could have. Most definitely yeah. they could have. But. Or it could have been taken the day after. Well, if or they, a time a time after, because um, yeah, I mean, because if they were posted August twelfth, we know that they were taken sometime before she posted them, obviously. But, um, you know, I think it's interesting in in the photos. I don't think you see Brian at all in the actual photos, but I'm gonna double check that. Which seems a little weird. To yeah, me. it's just Gabby at the arches. Um, in the photos, anyway, um, you don't see anything of Brian, but that's not. I guess that's not exactly, um, weird, incriminating of him, but it just, it seems a little off to me, and maybe that's just my conspiracy brain, my correctional brain, because, yeah, of reasons. Yeah, makes sense, like, me too. I mean, normally if you love somebody, you post about them. Um, but I don't know, I mean, like I said, this is kind of an odd time, because this is when the police... Uh, got called on them. Yeah. And this, that, that's kind of where it all really starts. It just yeah. kind of, like, starts with the domestic that was called. 
Which we're gonna go over. Yeah, that's just, it's a long video, and we hope you guys will stay with us when we're going about this. I mean, it's an hour and 17 minute long <coughs> video, so you're gonna have to bear with us. We have so many notes on the um, video itself, so we're gonna dive into the video right now. Yes, most okay. definitely. So, I actually listened to the 911 call. I think I showed you the 911 call. You showed me a little bit, but not all that much. Okay, so initially, and I don't know what time it is because they don't, I listened to it on YouTube, they don't give a timestamp on it, but the caller simply states, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl, and the dispatcher even repeats, he was slapping her, and then the caller says yes, and then we stopped, they ran up and down the sidewalk, he proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. And he gave the license plate number, gave the description of the van, and everything. So, I mean, he literally states that Brian was hitting Gabby. Yeah, which completely contradicts what happens later on in mm -hmm. the video. Like, in the actual video, it completely 100%. just, it, it doesn't line up. Yeah. So, now we're going to actually get into the actual hour and 17 minute long video, and we, we've also watched the second video. Yeah. So, we'll probably kind of go about that, too, as we're going through it, because we have all of our notes kind of intermingled. Yeah, it'll all make sense as soon as we start to, like, dive into it, and we start to um, nitpick, yeah. I guess is the correct word. So... The video starts at 1644.10 hours, which is 444.10, so 10 seconds in. Um, and so, I mean, for those of you that don't know military time, uh, that's what her and I are used to, so we're sorry. That's what we go off of. Um, but if you take your time in regular time and add two, you'll get military time so it's four in the afternoon yeah four forty-four. it's two out whoa it is four hours after 12 o'clock yes okay so at about 32 seconds into the original body cam video um the officer radios that the driver is showing obscure driving they he brian was driving 44 miles an hour in a 15 mile an hour zone which, for those of you that may be listening that use kilometers per hour, he was driving 72 kilometers per hour in a 25 kilometers per hour zone. And then he hits the curb, which later comes into big effect in, in the video, which is kind of crazy. I, I think you meant to say he was driving 25 kilometers in a 15? <laughs> no. No, he was driving 45 miles oh, an hour a in a Hold 15 up. mile an hour, but he was actually driving 72 kilometers per hour in a 25 mile, uh, kilometers per hour. Okay. Okay. Got it? We good here? I'm We're drunk. It's tipsy. okay. <laughs> okay. So, but then he hits the curb, which plays a big factor into later in the video when questions are being asked. Yeah, that is true. And that's a whole nother can of worms that we're gonna have to get into because later on in the video he there's some states something and then she states something and it's just it doesn't make it, it doesn't, doesn't add, up. add up at all and you guys will understand as soon as we're we get to that point but at 
one minute and four seconds into the video at around 4.45 or 16.45.14, the officer states he is one-fourth of a mile into the arches. Three-fourths. Three-fourths. Oh, yes. goodness. It's I don't small. have my glasses. Three-fourths um, of a mile into the arches. Just before the gate. Would that be into the park? Like, are they entering the park? See, and that's the questions we had. Maybe you guys can tell us. You can email us at uh, brokenhourcandles at gmail.com and explain that to us. Because we don't... We we went over this. We didn't know. We've never been to this park, so Mm-mm. we don't understand that. But they were just before the gate. So were they in the park, or were they leaving the park? That's what we had. That's just a conspiracy theory. We're not... Well, okay. It's not really conspiracy. It's not really conspiracy. It's just questions we have. It's just... Because yeah. we, we've never been there. We don't understand no. that. Which is fine. <laughs> we don't leave our state much, but it's okay. And a little bit of self-promotion. We have candles that we are making. Email can... us at brokenourcandles.com and we can send you the link. Hey. Hey. So then when the officer finally gets them to pull over at 1 minute and 26 seconds into the video at approximately 4.45 or 16.45.36. Yeah, 3.6. Um... You can see that Gabby looks really distraught mm-hmm. already as as he walks up to the car. When he, or she, sorry, she starts rolling down her window and she automatically says sorry. <clears throat> I mean, like, the first words out of her mouth. She doesn't even say hi, officer, nothing. She just says, I'm sorry. And she seems, like, choked. Uh, really bad. Like, right after or right before you're about to start, like, crying. Yeah. And you start to, like, feel those emotions bubble up, and they just are about to break, but you have to hold on. Yeah. You know, and one thing for me, and, and I know Sarah understands this, but typical gaslighting in relationships is you, you're you always making your partner feel like it's their fault. hmm And so the partner is always saying sorry for things that they might not even have done. And I, I think that's a subtle case here. And there's also the... There's a video going around again, and I don't know if I technically have it in the <clears> notes, <throat> but Gabby is supposedly doing the domestic awareness line for help. That whole help thing where you put your thumb on your palm yeah. and then you close your fingers around it. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I've watched the video a few times, and it's highly possible. It is highly possible, but she does it so quickly. Yeah. That it's, it's very just, hard to it's notice. It's hard to decipher if she's mm-hmm. actually meaning to do that, or if... Like, it was just, like... Out of instinct, out maybe? Of instinct. Like, grabbing your hand? Because I know I do that. Like, I'll clench my hand, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's Which highly possible. technically is a sign of um, anxiety. I yeah. live with anxiety for most of my life. Same. I mean, I get it. It's just, it's something that you do. You play with your hands, and... Yep. And she does a lot of that throughout this video. She plays mm-hmm. with her hands. And I think, I mean, officers... I'm not blaming the officers that stopped... Gabby and Brian. Mm-mm. Um I I believe what I believe, but I'm not blaming them for anything here. I I just want to make that clear. Um but officers are trained to look for those type of things, I believe. Is to look they for those signs be. of of distress and um I don't completely agree with how this stop was handled, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So about a minute 30 in 
Um, Gabby says sorry again to the officer. The officer that stopped them. Why does she feel the need to say sorry so much? I mean, she wasn't is even driving. That, she was in the passenger seat. Is that Brian <laughs> being is a that typical gaslighter? Yeah. Like, does Is she... that what she lives with? Yes. Like, that's the biggest question. Is this, is this what she lives with? Does she always have to say sorry? Does she always feel the need to say sorry? She yeah. doesn't have to say it, but yeah. does she feel the need... To say sorry. Oh, see, I all did, of the time. I did write this down at one thirty-two. So two seconds after Gabby says sorry again is when she supposedly does the signal for domestic abuse. Um, it was so subtle, and it, and it's really hard to tell. Um, but like we said, you know, watch the video. Go to the timestamp one minute thirty-two seconds, and and you tell us. I mean, if you think that's what she was trying to do, because I don't know. Because in the end, like, if that's some needed criticism that we, oh, what is this? I don't even know anymore. Because it just it breaks my heart everything that has happened. Mm-hmm. And watching this video, you can tell. Oh yeah, you can tell she's. You can tell that she's just she's not okay. No, and and she's not. You can visibly see that. Well, and the thing that gets me is that 1 minute and 49 seconds, Gabby even says that they had been fighting all morning over quote-unquote personal issues. Which is also criticized later in this video when we get to it, when the police officer talks to Brian. Mm-hmm. Because then he says that they had a fine morning, and that everything, they had a, they had a good morning together. Yeah. And that so just kind of contradicts everything that Gabby had said. Yeah. Who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the person that is distraught and is crying? Over the person gonna... that doesn't show any emotion? Exactly. Because he, he really doesn't. He doesn't show any emotion. And he's actually actually <laughs> joking around with the police officers. officers. Yeah. But anyway, that's here in a little bit. So two minutes in, Gabby states that she was distracting Brian... While he was driving, and that, and she also says sorry again. She doesn't go into detail about how she was distracting him, but she says that that's why they hit the curb. Which is completely contradicting what he said later on in the video. Mm -hmm. She just kind of like, she states that she was hitting him in the arm. But she says that later. Yeah, at this timestamp, at two minutes, she does, she just says that she was distracting him. And that she was sorry again. Yeah. And, but here in a little bit, I mean, she tells the officer why. And she states that she was hitting him in the arm. Just because they were getting pulled over. Which... And then she states, at 2 minutes and 51 seconds, or 1647. 447. 447 and 1 second. Um, that she was cleaning the back of the van and told him that she's sorry for being so mean... Why does she always take the blame for everything? Why doesn't she contradict with um, telling them that about all the stuff that he's done to her? Right. I mean, that's typical gaslighting, like you and I have talked about. You know, it's typical signs of abuse that he's making her feel like it's all her <coughs> fault. And she even states, I mean, she has OCD. Well, she, as a partner, shouldn't you respect that and try to help her through You that? should. Most definitely, you definitely should. You should definitely try to, like, understand where that other person's coming from. Yeah. Try to, um, 
understand and help them through it. Yes, thank not, you. Not sit there and criticize them for it. Yeah, you because should never criticize for someone, someone for something that they have no have control over. No control over your anxiety, depression, OCD. I mean, those are things that just happen in life, and you know you shouldn't criticize your partner for those type of things because they're things that they can't control. Mental health is something that you cannot control. No. Whether and that's or not what you America take medications or anything like that, there are things within that mental health um, problem, quote unquote. I wouldn't say problem. I don't but think that, problems, but yeah. That mental health issue that you're living yeah. with every single day of your life, like, if you have OCD, you have to understand that what that person is going through is detrimental to them. It might not right. be to you, but it is to them. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing is, is like, honestly, <laughs> America underrates mental health. It really People does. say that they want to help, blah, 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 which I would know. I mean, I'm, I'm a suicide advocate and I run my own nonprofit, but there are people that want to help. But when it comes down to it, the nitty gritty of it is people back away from it. They're yeah. Like, Things start to get too hard. And then they start to pull away and cause issues. We are so sorry about that last clip. Like, it was... Our cord wasn't plugged in for our microphones, so um, if the audio is quality isn't as all that great, we're sorry. (laughs) We didn't realize it when we checked our last clip. But, uh, we're back now, so that's good. We'll get better about this. It's fine. But now... first time. It's fine. Just be (laughs) gentle with us. Right. Be be nice. Nice comments only, please. (laughs) Um, we're sensitive people. (laughs) So, we're gonna jump. Um, so the last thing we were talking about was that Gabby had stated she was cleaning the back of the van. Here, I'll actually give you the quote-unquote... She states, I was cleaning the van- back of the van and told him that I'm sorry for being so mean. So, we're going to jump from that to 3 minutes and 33 seconds. Um, Gabby says that Brian does not believe in her website. Which, as a partner, don't you think you would support? That's exactly how you should feel towards your significant other. You should support them. You should make them feel like... Everything that they are doing is what they should be doing. Especially, I mean, even if it's a crazy idea. If you it's know, a crazy idea, if it's a bad idea, maybe talk to them. But, right. um, I mean, you don't want to be throwing money, but I mean, what's wrong with the website? You're not throwing money at it. You're not drinking. You're not doing drugs. Like, you're not doing anything bad. <laughs> Support the website. Say for ourselves, right? Right. <laughs> um, we don't do drugs. Uh, drrinking is a different story. <laughs> drinking <But> is definitely <laughs> a different story. Here We're both over 21, line. but it's fine. Promise. But Brian just doesn't seem to be supportive of the success she could have. Which, looking at her website now, which it could be because of the publicity, but she has a lot of subscribers on her YouTube channel yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. And, and it's a very well-edited video, too. Yes, most definitely. I love most... Well, no... I love all of the edits that she had done to her video. Right. Because it's just, it's so well put together, and it just, it seems like it flows wonderfully. And yeah. And she spent a lot of time, you can tell, yes, on the video. Most definitely. But Brian just wasn't supportive of that. But 
then I don't know. There's a few things that she says in this timeline in the video footage that concern me. So she says at three minutes and 42 seconds into the video, she says again that they had been fighting all morning. She also tells the officer that Brian had locked her out of the van and told her she needed to calm down. Okay, I'm sorry. Anybody locks me out of a vehicle and tells me to calm down? Smash their fucking window. Agreed. I will lose my crap. First of all, you never tell a woman to calm down. Uh, Agreed. Men that are listening, don't tell a woman to calm down. Just because you might get your shit wrecked. (laughs) Agreed. Not even kidding you. But why would you tell your fiancé that? Like, why wouldn't you try to help her out through that? Of like, okay... Let's talk about it. What's wrong? And there's also conflicting evidence that Brian was in the vehicle and Brian was out of the vehicle, which we'll get into. But how long did he plan on locking her out of the vehicle? That's a good question. Which this later contradicts everything that he says Mm -hmm. within the video because he says that he locked both of them out of the car. Yeah, and and we actually talk about that because that's actually... In the secondary video, when the cop talks to the secondary witness. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, at four minutes and three seconds into the video is actually when the secondary officer arrives on scene. Which, I don't know how I feel about... I, like I said, I'm not bashing these officers because I don't know how I would handle this situation. But, some of the things I just don't agree with. Yeah. But... That's any video that you watch. So, the secondary officer approaches Brian's van at 59 seconds into the secondary video. And then, at 103 in the secondary, he actually says to Brian, this is his quote, We got a call about a male hitting a female and getting into this van and taking off. So, how later on in the video, if you guys haven't watched it, Brian becomes the victim. So, how does Brian become the victim from this? That's a really good freaking question, because honestly, I do not understand how he could become the victim. She was the one who was being hit. She was the one who states later on in the video that he grabbed her face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is definitely not something that should have happened. Right. And you and I have actually had discussions about this out of, like, music videos and stuff, just how people grab each other's faces. It just seems weird to us, which... Maybe it's not weird in today's society, but to us it is. It's like one of those things that it's... It just seems so demeaning and powerful against that other person. Yeah, and that's not how this should work. No, a relationship is 50-50. Yeah, it's a matter of equals. Yeah. Relationships should be about... And this is just my own personal opinion. If a female and a male are in a relationship together, it should be a team effort. It should not be, he has more control over me, yep. so I'm going to sit and be the submissive, or she has control over me, so I'm not going to be the submissive, or I am going to be the submissive. Right. It's it's more of a... It's a narcissist. We, yes. <laughs> he, that's what Brian is, is. Looking at this whole video, you can see he's a narcissist. But that brings us to the next point of being a narcissist is at four minutes and 48 seconds into the original video, Brian actually asks the officer, 
if he was talking to his fiance, but then quickly corrects himself into saying Gabby. Were mm-hmm. you talking to Gabby? Why wouldn't you just leave it at were you talking to my fiance? Because at this point, didn't they like call off? Yeah, but still, I mean, they still the both called each other fiancés. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, there's there's things that say that they called off their engagement, but then there's also other things that say they called off the wedding itself, just because of COVID. But they yeah. still called each other fiancés, because even Gabby refers to Brian as her fiancé. Well, then why would he change his mind and be like, have you talked to Gabby? Have you talked yeah. to my girlfriend? Have you talked to my whatever the fuck she was to him at that point right i mean why correct yourself and then at five minutes exactly um there's been a video going around that there were more stickers added to the truck or to the van and so i actually counted at five minutes exactly in the original video um there is six stickers um on the back of the passenger side of the van and then there's also the sticker on the gas cap. Yeah. So I actually, like, looked at that. You and I both did. We mm-hmm. took a little bit of time to look at that. We went frame by frame, yeah. dude. We, we did. And then at 5 minutes and 25 seconds, Brian states that they were having a nice morning, which is where this starts getting contradictory. Because Brian literally says they had a nice morning. And then he says that he locked the van with both of them outside of it. Why would he do that? I don't know, because later on, when the secondary officer talks to the secondary witness, he, the witness even says that he was in the van, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think he was just trying to, he was trying to win over the officers. I, I truly believe that. Um, and then at five minutes and 36 seconds, or two minutes and nine seconds in the secondary video, um... (laughs) Brian states that his wounds on his face were from her cell phone in her hand. Which, how does a cell phone cause that, those scratches on your face? And I actually re-evaluated the footage. Mm-hmm. The scratches were on his left side. Which would have been the side that's closest to Gabby at nope. the time. No. It would have been on the driver, or on the far farthest side of Gabby. So closer to the driver's side window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's confusing. Right. I And it took me some time to figure this out because I actually reevaluated the footage. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a second. If you're facing this way, that's your left side. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? I mean, it's possible. But how do you get that severity of scratches on the left side of your face? Well, okay, quote unquote severity. Because they weren't that bad. He they wasn't were bleeding. not that bad. He wasn't bleeding. No. And when they did an all-over view of all of the scratches, quote-unquote wounds that right. he had, he had one on his hands. Right, but he, which, that comes up soon, I think, that he says that they were caused from a wire. Yeah. And, but then later says that they happened from the keys of the van or something which is a complete contradictory of what he said earlier right. but we also have that in here in our notes somewhere but so then brian literally says this is his quote at five minutes and 42 seconds and you can double check this for yourselves but he literally says i locked the keys so i could walk away now did he misspeak here maybe did he mean i locked the van so i could walk away maybe 
but evidence from witnesses say that he was getting into the van. Which, why would you lock your fiancé out of the van? Right. Especially, it's registered in her name. It is registered in her name, which is completely... It's just, it goes against everything that happens later on in the video. When they say that they're going to give her the van, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they say that, are you okay with her taking your van? But really, it was registered under her name, and they should have known that. They should have. They should have run the registration mm-hmm. and the license insurance, plate and the license yeah. plate, everything like that. Agreed. That's what I would have done. But they didn't. No, I, I don't think I remember once hearing them run the actual VIN or anything off of the van. But that brings us to our next point. Is at 2 minutes and 24 seconds into the secondary video, the secondary officer actually makes contact. Okay, and at six minutes and three seconds, this is when he says that he cuts his hand from a wire. What kind of wire? That's right? what I've always wanted stay. to know. Because, like, with the whole, the couple that was found in the creek that wasn't all that oh, far Oh, in the Moab? Away. Yeah. The lesbian couple? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was their names? Uh, uh, hold on. Good question. <laughs> I want to say Kristen. Oh, Kyleen and Crystal. Well, yeah, kind of. Kristen, Crystal. Eh, well. Same difference. I've been lo- looking at a lot of <laughs> cases, enough. so it's okay. Sorry. Sorry to arrive at there. But, yeah, could it have been from them? It could have been. Possible. But what wounds did they... S- they got shot. They were shot to death. Were there any markings on their neck? I don't know. That's what I've always wanted to know. Like, are there more victims within this case that we're just not aware of at the moment? And and that's highly possible, too, that we just don't know about, which is sad. It's very sad. Um, And then at six minutes and eight seconds into the video, so just a few seconds later, Brian states that Gabby grabbed the wheel, (laughs) and that's what caused him to hit the curb. And then Gabby supposedly said, damn it, we're getting pulled over. Which totally contradicts what she says later on in the video when she right. says that she was just hitting his arm. Right. She that says she, she didn't, didn't touch, touch the, the wheel. wheel. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. So then at 6 minutes and 34 seconds, Brian says that they were going to fill their 6-gallon water container. Even though you thought it said 60 earlier? I did. I did. <laughs> I thought it. he said 60 at first. But still, 6, 60. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand that they were trying to go fill their water. You need water. Yeah. yeah. Right? You need water, water in order survive, to live. Right? Like, no big deal. But were they, again, were they leaving the park or were they going into the park? Because he says that they were going to go get water. So does that mean they were leaving the park or leaving? Sorry. Leaving or entering the park. That's what <laughs> I meant. Got it. <laughs> Finally. It's okay. One of these days we'll be drunk enough to understand what the fuck we're saying. Um, yeah. We're going to look back on this tomorrow and be like, eee, should we actually post this? Fuck yeah, we're posting it. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to the topic on hand. Let me grab my glasses real quick so that I can read. 
Um, at six minutes and forty. No, nope, I already said that. Woo! <laughs> All right. So at two minutes and forty three seconds of the secondary video, Gabby states Brian is her fiance, and she was just having a stressful morning. What does that stressful morning entail? That's what right. I've always wondered because, like, if that stressful morning is him hitting her, right? She has every right to be upset. Agreed. I mean, my but, stressful morning is getting multiple orders on the <coughs> website and having to do multiple things for my different jobs, but... My sp- stressful morning is waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning and having to go to work before 8.30. Fair. But, because they were coffee? living on the road, what does her stressful morning entail? People have different stress levels. So, then she goes on to explain her morning about how she was working on the website and she was trying to get stuff done, but... It just seems like Brian wasn't helping that situation. No, he was not helping... I love this. Um, he wasn't exactly helping her because he didn't believe that that um, right. website was going to take off. And he, she even states that earlier on in the video that we already talked about. Yeah. Which, again, is something that, as your significant other, you should be more supportive of. Agreed. But at 2 minutes and 48 seconds, she explains the morning, and then at 3 minutes and 51 seconds, Gabby states that Brian locked the van and walked away, but she just wanted to be in the van where all of her stuff is. Which also Which, contradicts later. Yes. Because she says all of her stuff was in the van, <laughs> but then later on in the video, Brian states that he had put her backpack outside the van, mm-hmm. on the back. So, and even the... Which makes no sense. Right. In yeah. my brain, I'm just, I'm trying to comprehend. If she says that he locked the van with all of her stuff in it, but he says that he locked it outside of the van, who's telling the truth? Right. Because, and, like people say, there's two sides to every story. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you have to find that middle. But what if Gabby's just trying to protect Brian? Which we've talked about. And that doubles back onto the fact that he was gaslighting her. He's mm-hmm. a narcissist. And, like, maybe, maybe that's true. Because we don't really know. Brian. We don't know what happened outside of social media and yeah. what we're hearing from the news. <laughs> so, conspiracy theory. She is trying to cover up for him. Mm-hmm. But, at the same time, he's trying to make sure that she stays out of jail. Right. At the time. At the time. But, later on, in both videos, he pretty much laughs and he smiles. Right. He literally says, like, he starts joking around with the officers. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not something that you should do if your significant other is going to be... Arrested. Arrested, put into prison. Charged. Charged with domestic violence. violence. It makes no sense. Domestic abuse, sorry. Oh, or assault. Okay. One of the two. Ooh. One of the two Whoa. all adds to the same. Right. Like, domestic abuse slash violence is... Save I don't want to say that it's the same thing because it's not. No. Domestic violence is when one person's hitting on another person. Domestic abuse is pretty much the same thing. But with violence, it's a one and done kind of right. deal. Right. Unless one it's a of... repeated offense. Right. But, at the same... Like, we're... Like we said, we are not totally blaming Brian 
for this situation of being pulled over. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a middle. I mean, I think... There's a middle ground that we're not aware of. I think of. both were at fault, but I think Brian may have been more at fault than Gabby. Mm-hmm. Gabby may have just been trying to protect herself. Yeah. And that's completely understandable at her point. She's smaller. She's she's not as strong as he is because, let's be honest, women, while we may be strong in our own minds, minds <laughs> and in our own different ways, like, there yeah. are some bodybuilders who are female that are freaking phenomenally I wouldn't want to much take them on. stronger. I would not want to take them mm-hmm. on whatsoever. But then you take this... I don't even know how tall or how much she weighed. I don't know. But she's she obviously just, smaller than Brian. I mean, even yeah. looking at them, they're way smaller. Or, sorry, she's way smaller. Sizes. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. I mean, depending on how Brian worked out or did certain things to build muscle tone, he was way they stronger than Gabby. Yoga. Yeah. Yoga. Yoga. Uh, yeah, and that's true. And you can even see that in their video on their YouTube channel. But the thing is, is, like, you can still see that um, she is smaller than him. Um, but then at six, or sorry, seven minutes and 18 seconds, the officer asks Brian for, uh, what does he say? He asked for Brian's ID. That's what it was. And Brian was very paranoid about letting the officer go grab it out of the van and says, oh, no, here, I'll go grab it for you. It's in a special spot. Why would you keep something so important in a special spot? Why would you not let the officers go to the front of the vehicle? Well, because there's speculation that he didn't want the officers at the front of the van, <laughs> which is kind of weird because later on the actual the, the secondary officer actually goes to the front of the van to the uh driving portion but none of them actually go like up front and looks at like the actual front of the van which is absolutely confusing right in my opinion and there's a lot of things that you and i have talked about in the officer's search that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. but then at 40 sorry maybe that's four minutes and yeah four minutes and 56 seconds i totally wrote that down wrong um (laughs) The officer notices marks on Gabby's cheek, and he he even states, this is his quote, it kind of looks like someone hit you in the face, and he also notices marks on her arm and shoulder, and Gabby says she doesn't know where they came from. She says everything happened so fast that she doesn't know where the marks came from, but later on in the video, they take uh, pictures of Brian's marks. Why don't they take pictures of Gabby's marks? Because they're classifying her as the, the, um aggressor yeah and that's true which is completely it just it doesn't make sense in my brain no me neither i mean first off you have a 911 call saying that the male was hitting the female but then you classify the male as the victim but i mean i don't know at eight minutes exactly into the original video brian literally said asked the officer can i sit in the shade because i'm bald but to us, it looks like he was just trying to get closer to... The um, van? The van. Or to the... Not to the van. To the cop car. So yeah. he could see, hear what Gabby was saying. And there was also some confusion. If you look online and do your own research, there's multiple dates um, for Brian's birthday. 
But finally, uh, once we got a good enough look at the the notepad of the officer, mm-hmm. we did determine that it is November 18th of 1997. That is his date of birth. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like they just classified this kind of weirdly under what they, their final decision Because was. didn't the secondary officer talk to Brian first? Yes. So he, he made initial contact and, well, no, I don't know. Because I think when the original officer pulled Gabby out of the van and put him in his cop car to separate them... He was talking to Gabby for a few seconds and then went back to Brian. But it looked like the secondary officer from everything we've watched was the first one to make contact with Brian, yeah. And then he finally went to Gabby and got her side of the story. But I don't know. Um, There was one thing at five minutes into the secondary officer video. um, This is literally what the secondary officer states. Two people that came to us saying they saw him punch you. Then Gabby says that she hit him first, taking the full blame of it again. And then she says he kept telling her to shut up, so she slapped him. But why is she taking this blame for everything that's going on? I mean, she's taking the blame for them being pulled over. She's taking the blame for them getting 911 called on them. It just, it doesn't make sense because in the beginning... The first witness said that the man was hitting the woman, Mm -hmm. which is completely reasonable to call 911 for. And then she takes the full blame for the entire fiasco, and it makes no sense. God's things. Go. Okay, so at 5 minutes and 38 seconds, Gabby clearly states that he hit her. Yeah. I mean, she might have been the one that started it, but, like, he also hit her. He grabbed her cheeks, and she said she felt a cut on her, I think it was her left cheek, um, because it burned when she touched it. Mm Mm-hmm. Either way, they're both at fault at this point. Right. If they both hit each other. If they both hit each other, they're both at fault, which will make it a domestic against either party. Right. So you can't call either one of them a aggressor or a um, victim. Mm-hmm. You can't really call them that. Mm-mm. So then, <clears throat> at 9 minutes and 35 seconds of the original video, Gabby clearly states that they don't drink alcohol. <laughs> Bull fucking shit. But there's speculation that after this, people seen Brian in a bar where the, um... That, uh, lesbian couple was. Yeah. Um, Which will totally contradict Gabby's statement of them not drinking. Mm-hmm. Maybe Gabby didn't drink. Yeah. But he did. But there's also this, like, little theory that I have in my head where some of these scratches that have happened are because he tried to, um, end trigger warning here, but rape her? Right. And we've talked about that a couple times. It's yeah. like typical gaslighting sometimes, um, not all cases, but most cases, is rape ensues in gaslighting relationships. You and I have 
both talked about mm-hmm. that extensively from personal and personal. this case. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, we're not saying, <laughs> like, that actually happened, but it, there's a possibility there. There is a very big possibility yeah. that that happened, but we cannot confirm nor deny it. Right. And I don't know if, like, anything was done when Gabby Petito was found, because, tri- or, um, spoiler alert, if you guys don't know, Gabby Petito was found dead. Um, I don't know if they did but- that test on her it's highly doubtful that they would have done that test on Mm -hmm. her because they were in a relationship but there's still signs of trauma if if that did happen though yes most definitely but hey that's not for us to decide so (laughs) at seven minutes into the secondary video the secondary officer literally asked gabby if she took medication for her anxiety and she says no but later on in the video, when they ask Brian, the audio completely cuts out for some reason. Which is a very weird place to cut out. Like, maybe he was, like, listing off the different types of medications that he was taking, mm-hmm. and that was just for privacy reasons, which is totally understandable because... But why would you cut it off at... Like, <laughs> why couldn't you just cut it off when he says yes? Or yeah, when he very... says, oh, I take... This, I mean, they could have cut it off before he said the medication names. And then, sorry for the long pause there. Um, when, um, Brian... So, at 10 minutes and 45 seconds, back on the original video, the officer asks Gabby, you know, what happened, blah, blah, blah. And she literally states that Brian gets frustrated with her a lot. So, why would you get... I mean, okay, to be fair, I've been in relationships where we get frustrated with each other, which is a normal thing. But to not support the person that you love in things like we've already talked about... Yeah... Being in a relationship is a team thing. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've said this before. But within that relationship, you have to understand ground rules and boundaries and all that fun stuff. Right. But that does not mean that you can put someone down just because of... A mental health. What, what they want to do. Right. She wanted to start a social media page. Exactly. And if it wouldn't have worked out, oh well. It's not like there's dollars coming out of her pocket, really. Right. With those cameras and everything like that, she could have made a home video. She could have, like, posted it just because she wanted to. Exactly. It could have been, like, an entire thing where they could have had their trip online for people who are in their life to see. Right. And, like, yes... Mental health has something to play in all of this because in the end, her being OCD, having major anxiety, having just things that we do not know about, mm-hmm. it all just kind of like, you have to add those factors in right, in order to understand the full story. Right, and we don't know the full story <laughs> behind all this. And then, 
you know, it's kind of weird to me at 7 minutes and 36 seconds into the secondary officer's video, he refers to his personal life. He really does. He tells Gabby that him and his ex-wife, um, their anxiety clashed together and that would make them, like, <laughs> raise and then spiral down. But then with his new girlfriend, he, she doesn't have anxiety, so she's so calm and... It helps neutralize him, basically. But why, why would, would the you... officer bring in his own personal life? That's what I was going to say. It's like, why would you bring in your personal life into a situation like this? I mean, okay, I maybe I can understand it in a way. But at the same time, it's like, don't compare her situation to yours because you don't really know what she's going through. Yeah. You don't understand what she's going through. He hasn't talked to her about how this whole thing started. went down for him. Right. With his ex-wife and his new girlfriend and all that fun stuff. He only tells that to Brian, if I remember correctly. Yes. No, he's... Well, he says it to her about how the anxiety clashed. Okay. He says it to Gabby. But still, like, why would you bring that up in a way? I mean, he even says at at one point, this is a little personal, but, you know, I... Okay, I can kind of understand it. Being a correctional officer for two years, you try to relate. In, in yeah. certain situations. Most definitely. But I think there's, like, a line of, like, okay, but you don't know fully what's happening here. Which is something that sh- they should have taken into consideration. Exactly. Like, you can't just push your life onto someone else and yeah. expect them to understand what you're trying to say mm-hmm. and, like, compare it to theirs. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and then at 11 minutes and 38 seconds into the original video, sorry we're bouncing, but we're, we lined up the times so that it would make sense. So at 11 minutes and 38 seconds, which would be 4.55 at this point, Gabby was asked if she touched the steering wheel. And she said, so she states that she never touched the wheel and that she just lightly punched him, which, you know, in any relationship, you played do that you know like you play what did you do like you lightly tap them you don't full-on like go full force just punching their arm and like giving them a dead arm or a dead leg or wherever you decide to hit them you just lightly tap them like to get their attention like Mm -hmm. hey what did you do um and she even says that that she was just trying to get his attention um and then at eight minutes and twenty seven seconds in the secondary officer video, he walks to Brian and says, I felt bad for you. I just That's what I don't how? understand. How? Right. Why? Right. Why would you feel bad for someone who literally beat on the woman? Right. It just it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And then at eight minutes and thirty eight seconds. The officer tells Brian that they were worried about what kind of guy he was. Which, okay, yes, you should be worried about what kind of guy he was. Look at what he did now. But then he goes, "Ah, after talking to Gabby, it's not so clear cut. Like, how is that not so clear cut? That both of them are hitting each other? Is that the problem here? I'm, I'm genuinely curious about, is it just because they both hit each other at this point? Like, okay, it just, it feels like at this point, like, the secondary officer is on Brian's side. 
Right, I agree. Without even listening, without even hearing what Gabby has to say, typical narcissist. Right. He pulls someone onto his side and makes him feel bad for the uh, the true aggressor. Yes. Sorry, I couldn't think of the freaking thing of that. Um without even taking into consideration that maybe maybe he, he is the who the officer is talking to is the actual manipulator who is the actual person who hurt the other. Agreed. Which is not fair to Gabby whatsoever, because if you pay attention to the video, later on in the video at least, mm-hmm. when, the, uh, when the primary or the secondary officer goes and talks to Gabby, you can tell on her face... She feels defeated. That she, yes, she feels defeated. She feels like that she knows that she's going to be the one who takes all the blame for this. Right, and we even talked about that when, when watching the video, and we have notes about that. She knew at that point that she was getting the the blame, and, and we it, that's coming up, actually, I think. Um, <clears throat> but what, do, what I don't understand is that they go to the front of the... The secondary officer actually goes to the front of the van. And he even... I mean, on the video cam footage, you can see clearly into the cab of the van. And there's a hat on the dash. Um, and there's also some sunglasses, which are pretty close to it. Which I would assume is Gabby's to keep the sun off of her. Well, she puts her sunglasses onto the dashboard when she yeah. is starting to get out of the car. Like, right. you notice that... If you pay attention to her right. hands, the way that she moves, when she's getting out of the car, she just kind of, like, lightly slides them on, and then she gets out, and then she starts to talk to the officer, the primary officer. Right. And that's when she gets pulled out to go to the primary's vehicle. Mm-hmm. But then, there's also a backpack, which I'm assuming is Gabby's by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. It looks like Gabby's. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a water bottle by the passenger like, I, I can't tell if it's, like, by the passenger seat or if it's by the driver's seat, but you can clearly see it. And that's all I could see when analyzing the footage, and I think you could, too, because mm-hmm. we kind of talked about that. But then a few seconds later after that, you can see the sticker on the gas cap, which I already talked about. Um, but then what's funny to me is, okay, mind you, Gabby is in the back seat of a cop car that's running with AC. Brian is sitting on the ground in the sun with no shade, no AC, nothing. I mean, it's hot out. It's mm-hmm. Utah. Yeah. I mean, it's hot out, you know? it. This is in July, you know? It's hot. So, especially in Utah, of all right. places, like one of the major deserts. Right. Well, and then the officer asks Brian, do you want a bottle of water? Even Gabby asked for a bottle of water, and she was in AC. And Brian goes, oh, no, 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 I'm fine, because he doesn't like plastic. That's his reasoning for not wanting water, is because he doesn't want to use plastic. Which kind of struck me as odd, because even if you're in the sun and you're with the police, like, wouldn't you think, like, oh, yeah, a bottle of water would be nice right now? Yeah. Especially in the July heat. Right. In Utah. (laughs) Exactly. Next and to the arches, which are probably, like, 100 plus degrees. Like, I'm not entirely sure because I haven't been to Utah in quite some time. 
Right. I I don't think I've ever been to Utah, and I've always wanted to go there. I actually had a trip there. Um, I had a scheduled trip there uh, back earlier this summer, uh, but things kind of fell through and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's not important, but I was really excited because I wanted to go see these type of things because I wanted to see what Utah was like. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, Utah people, sorry I didn't come visit you. <laughs> I've only ever been to, like, Salt Lake City, Utah people. I am so sorry. Um, I would love to see your guys' um, national parks and all. Right, me too. <laughs> um, but then, um, so mind you, on scene is two national park rangers and then the two police officers mm-hmm. for Moab. And so, the rangers do not have cameras on them. No, we looked, and they don't have any cameras, Mm-mm. sadly. Um, I wish they did, because especially the female officer that was on scene talked to Gabby a lot, and I really wish I could know what she talked to Gabby about. Um, but at this point, at 10 minutes and 30 seconds into the secondary video, um, the female ranger literally asked the secondary officer if there was anything to worry about, about her story. Her story. Um, and he says, oh no, you can go talk to her. Like... Why would there be anything to worry about? Why don't you go, like... Just don't even ask permission from the officer. Just go talk to her. Don't even worry about it. Especially at this point when um, we're not entirely sure. Right, exactly. Like, we we don't know. And, you know, females... And I know the fe- our female listeners right now, um, they'll understand... It's easier to talk to a female than a male. And I'm sure just the same as males, it's easier to talk to a male than a female. It might be that males have a better time talking to females, though, too. Right. Sometimes. I mean, depending on the situation. But yes, if, depending on, on If the Gabby situation. was being gaslighted and quote-unquote abused, she'd probably want to talk to a female over a male. Wouldn't you think? Yes, most definitely. I mean, the sense of not trusting males at that point, maybe? Maybe. More yeah. than likely. Especially if what we determined later on inside of the video. Right. The battered women syndrome. Right. So, this is when things start getting, like, really conflicting in the fact of what Brian is saying compared to Gabby's story. Which is really confusing. So, Brian, at 14 minutes and 28 seconds into the primary officer's video, he says that Gabby had a phone and her rings in her hand, and that's what caused the scratches on his face. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, rings can do some damage. Yes, they that's most definitely why can. I wear mine is because I always think, well, if I ever get attacked on the street, at least I have some protection on my hand. But, I don't know. I just think, like, why was it weird that he just changed his story? And then right after that, at 14.40 in the initial and 11 minutes and 13 seconds into the secondary video, you can clearly, like, and you can hear Brian state, he does not have a cell phone. His quote-unquote words is, I don't have my phone. I don't have a phone. So if she goes off with that one, I'm on my own. And that makes no sense, because later on... He pulls out a cell phone. He, yeah. He blatantly pulls out a cell phone, and we have that wrote down when we get to that point. Um, and then at 
15 minutes and 12 seconds into the initial video, uh, Brian states that the scratch on his hand are from the cell phone. Mm-hmm. From her hitting him. Which seems kind of weird to me. It seems weird because, to me, personally, why would she hit him Right. if he didn't hit her first? Right. Exactly. I mean, I understand frustration, but why would you hit him? Um, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you can have impulse thoughts that just kind of, like, take over your brain that are like, yes, just, just, just hit him. Right. Just do it. Right. Hurt the person, but don't really. Right. Well, and, um, she even says something about, um, she's just tired of him telling her to shut up. Which is fine, you know. Um... At one point, um, at 15 minutes and, or sorry, at 12 minutes and 39 seconds in the secondary video, this is when the officer calls the witness, the secondary witness, and the witness literally says, this, this is quote unquote what he says, I typed it down from straight off the video, he literally says, they were squabbling over a phone. He was trying to grab her phone. He had placed a block on the one side of the van and was getting into the driver's side of the van and she was just trying to get into it. She got into the vehicle by climbing over his lap. Then they drove away. So, I mean, if... (laughs) That's contradictory. Brian said he was outside the van But then the witness is saying he was inside the van. So was he just going to leave her on the side of the road? It's very likely. From the way that everything is played out, it is very, very, very likely that he wanted to just just full-on leave her. Right. Leave her there on the side of the road so that he can, like, continue the drive. Or go back to his home and not deal with her quote-upon-quote problems right well and then right after this the primary officer is the one that asks brian are you on any meds and the audio cuts out yeah why does the audio keep cutting out during these videos and it's just the primary officer's video that keeps cutting out yeah that's what i don't understand on the secondary it doesn't cut out Um, and then after that, on the secondary video, at 15 minutes and 25 seconds, the witness states that she was outside of the van, and he was in the van locking her out, and she was just trying to get in. Sorry if you can hear the bone dropping, my dogs are playing with a bone. (laughs) Aww, don't, don't at the puppies. I'm not adding them, but just in case they can hear them, because I I know that's loud. (laughs) But... So, that's contradictory to what Brian said, is that they were both outside the vehicle. Yes. He did state that. He said that he just wanted them to take a breather. That they needed break, to both go on a walk. That they just, yeah. That mm-hmm. they just needed to go on a walk and mm-hmm. just breathe. Take a moment. Don't worry. Right. 
And Gabby just wanted to be in the van to work on the social media page. So then, at 20 minutes and 30 seconds into the video, into the original video, Brian says that their goal was to go to Washington, then to Oregon, and then down to California on their way home. Which, that will come in later. The whole California thing. That'll come in way later. Um, But... I don't know. That just seems weird to me. And then at 21 minutes and 34 seconds, the officers walk away and talk privately. Which is where things kind of take a turn, I think, for us, anyway, Mm -hmm. watching the video. This is when uh, the one officer states that they were... Gabby was trying to claw her way in through the driver's door. (laughs) So, California will come in later into the whole thing. I really hope they can't hear the scanner. It's alright. If you guys can hear the scanner, I'm sorry. I don't want to keep recording this. So, um, they, they say that Gabby clawed her way through the driver's door, which I don't understand. How do you claw your way through a driver's door? That is a very good question. I don't understand that. And then Brian literally states that she hung her backpack on the back of the van so she would have her shit. That's what he said. So she would have her shit. Why would he freaking state it like that? Right. Have her stuff would have sounded so much better had her things. Right. He had to say have her shit. Right? Like, okay, mind you, this is Gabby's van. Yeah, it is. It's Gabby's van. It's registered under her name. And, like, yeah, she doesn't really drive it all that often, which we'll cover later on in the But uh, still, show. it's still registered under her name. It is. Like, why? Why would you do that? If anything, why don't you take your shit out of the van and take your shit for a walk? I like that idea. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and then at 2201, when the officers are talking, they call Gabby... The primary aggressor. This is the first time you hear them say she is the primary aggressor. Which is completely untrue. I I really don't think she was. I think they were hung up on what Brian said, you know? And, mm-hmm. and then they go on at 2235, so quite a little leap. They talk about... So this is the secondary officer's video. They're talking about why he hit the curb. And... Oh, no, sorry, that's later on. They say that the injuries to the victim, which was Brian. Okay, how is Brian the victim? Gabby had injuries, too. Yeah, and that's... How does that work? It, it, honestly, it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. You either have two victims of domestic abuse, or you have a victim and an abuser. You know, you, you can't have both. So... Then, this is where, at 1930 at the secondary officer's video, this is where the conflicting stories start uh, for the curb. He states, uh, Brian, sorry, states that he, or that Gabby grabbed the wheel. But she stated that she was just hitting him in the arm. And that she never touched the wheel in the first place. Right, she blatantly says, I never touched the wheel. And then the officers start making excuses for Brian. Which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. No. And then, 
at 20 minutes and 10 seconds in the secondary, the secondary officer is really persistent in my mind with the primary about pressing charges on Gabby. That she was the primary aggressor, it's all her fault, Brian is the victim, blah, blah, blah. Which really makes me question whether or not Brian being the narcissistic piece of crud he is, (laughs) he got the secondary officer on his side. Agreed. Without even... I don't want to say without trying, but like... Without without the secondary officer knowing, he got him on his side pretty easily. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which makes you really question, like, why, how, right, and what did Brian say? When was to the cause? moment that they switched? Yeah, and you know, actually, we were talking to a friend about this about when which officer switched, and I think I really firmly believe it was the secondary officer that switched first. I think Most the primary definitely. officer was. Like, okay, well, let's see. You know, you can tell he was really apprehensive about things. Mm-hmm. The secondary officer was right off the bat, like, nope, you need to charge Gabby. And then at 2045, um, the primary officer states that Brian told him that they had been on the road trip for four to five months. But they left July 2nd. Yeah. And, and mind you, this was August 12th. Yes. That's only a little over a month that they had been on the road. And then he, the secondary officer, this is his quote. He literally says, well, this is really bad news. Let's talk to him first because he thought that the primary officer was going to charge Gabby. Which makes absolutely no sense. Why wouldn't they, like, split up and then go talk to the counter person? In my mind, going and talking to them separately, coming together, and then going to the other person respect right respectively well and you and i had talked about if they thought that there was a domestic abuse here why not take both of them down to the station separate them into separate rooms Mm -hmm. because you can legally hold somebody for 72 hours yes take them down talk to them separately instead of on the side of the road because on the side of the road you could clearly see that brian was trying to get to gabby to hear what she was saying most definitely so why didn't they just take them down and separate them? Um, and then at twenty five twenty five on the original video, Brian learns that Gabby was being charged with domestic abuse, at or sorry, domestic assault, and this is where things like become strange. <laughs> I this is where it pissed me off, honestly. If I if I'm being real. This is when Brian smiles and says, dang, then begins to laugh that Gabby's being charged. If he's so in love with her, if they're so in love, quote upon quote, why would he laugh and why would he say, dang, and then smile about it? Right. This is the person that you love. They're being tried or charged, I mean, with domestic Violence, assault, abuse, whatever you want to call it. Why would he smile? Right. I mean, like, if you were with somebody and you seen your loved one about to get arrested for domestic assault on you, wouldn't you think you'd be more upset about it? Like, I mean, I'm not saying this is for everybody, but, I mean, wouldn't you be more upset at the fact that you wouldn't be laughing about it? 
No. I guess is where I'm at. Is like you wouldn't be laughing and being like, oh, ha, 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 like, dang, she's getting arrested. She's going to be charged with domestic assault. You know, and then at 2640, the officer, they go to Gabby and they tell her that she's going to have court. She's going to be charged with it. She is going to be... She, you know, she's going to have to go downtown and and be fingerprinted and everything else in between. And she's very upset about it. And, you know, they literally say that Gabby's going to have to go to court online. And she's very, very upset. And she even says, like, how am I supposed to do that if we're leaving? I don't live here. I live in Florida. Blah, blah, blah. And the officer says, well, it's all online. Thank you, COVID, for that, I guess. But then at 2649, they're back with Brian. And he's talking about how much she loved, he loves her and that he she is his fiance, and that he doesn't want to pursue charges. When did he ever state that he loved her? At the 20 uh 26:49. He says I love her. She's my fiance. I don't want to charge. I don't want to uh pursue the charges. Okay. So he does say he loves her, but mm, is it meaningful? Mm, no, probably not. With the sarcasm that is always laced into his voice, you can never tell. Right. That's the problem. Right. Agreed. So then, at 2808, the secondary officer asked Brian if he's okay with Gabby having his van for the night. And Brian says, oh yeah, she's fine, she can handle it. Okay, well first off, Brian, mm, not your van. It is Gabby's. Brian, if you are listening to this, it is not your van. You had no right to take it after you killed Gabby. (laughs) Here we go into the nitty gritty stuff. <laughs> Dang. Well, I mean, I'm serious. Like, it's not his van. It's registered under hers. If you look up the license plate, it is registered only under her, not yeah, under both of true. them. And he doesn't even correct the officer when he says, oh, can she have his van overnight? He says, oh, yeah. Yeah, she can handle it. Like, first of all, it's not his van. I, my point. Whoops. Um... <laughs> I understand that if he were to have, were to listen to this, he'd probably be like, yeah, it probably wasn't my van and da 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 because, you know, typical bullshit of a narcissist. He always makes himself out to be the victim. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what we are all afraid of. Mm-hmm. But... He didn't correct them. He didn't say that it was her van, not his. He stated that she can handle it. He didn't even try to fight to stay with her that night. No, he didn't. Well, and the other thing is... And she did. The other thing is, how does he know she can handle it when he does all the driving? Exactly. That's been my question. Well, and then the next thing is, is like... So, at 3308 in the se- in the primary video, the officer states that Brian can let Gabby have the van. 
So, like, they're both saying, oh, yeah, Gabby can have the van, even though it's her van. It's her van to begin with. Like, okay. Personally, I would have left the motherfucker. Yeah. I would have left him. Mm-hmm. If he decided, especially since the fact that he called her his fiance, and then reworded himself saying, did mm-hmm. you guys talk to Gabby? Yeah. I would have left him. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'd be like, no. High and dry in the middle of Utah? Like, forget mm-hmm. that. I'm... I'm not playing that game. No. And that's what this is to him. It's just a fucking game. That's all it is to him. And we, we can see that. And then, you know, the officers push hard to get Brian set up with Seat Haven. Which, Seat Haven, I did a little bit of research on them... They are a non-profit organization to help with domestic abuse, which, good on them. Yes, most definitely. But they In said the that they wouldn't the take case. Gabby because Gabby was the primary aggressor. But they would take Brian because Brian was the victim. Quote-unquote. Exactly, quote-unquote. But I really don't think Brian was the victim. Gabby wasn't. was. And so they start setting up a hotel for Brian to stay the night in, which we later find out that he actually did get a hotel, and we'll talk about that later. But then, at 34, 37, you can tell Brian's not upset. He's joking mm-hmm. with the officers. Like, he's sitting there literally joking around with the officers. Mm-hmm. And the rangers. And that's not typical... Um, if your fiancé is getting reaction, arrested? Yes, if your fiancé is getting arrested. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Agreed. So then, at uh, 35 minutes and 20 seconds in the primary video, um, Brian again tries to go over to the driver's side of the vehicle. Which, did he have a weapon under the driver's seat? We don't know. It's very possible that he did. Especially since they're going on a month. They're going a couple on a month long, like a three to four month road trip, country road trip. Mm-hmm. You have to have some sort of protection on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like three months, July 2nd to October 31st. It's almost four months. But why would you want to go over to the driver's side and possibly reach for it? Right. You're stopped by cops, enforcers of the law. Right. So then the video, or the audio, at 37 minutes and 30 seconds cuts out for quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was, like, the longest one. And then, you know, I think it's kind of weird that when it comes back on, they're talking about Gabby breaking into the car. But before that, in the secondary video, at 34 minutes and 21 seconds in the secondary, Gabby looks like she's trying to say something to that secondary officer. In her, her eyes. eyes are just screaming. And no one catches it. Not, neither of the officers. They're just like, eh, well. It's almost like they're overlooking it. Yeah, agreed. Because they want to believe Brian's story more than they want to believe her. Uh, yeah, exactly. So then when the audio comes back on, on the primary video, they're talking about how she breaks into her own car without proper tools. Like, okay, I know how to get into a car that I've been locked out of only because 
I've had those situations happen where my high school friend used to lock herself out of her vehicle all the time. And the tow truck driver that used to come open her door was getting sick of getting called from us saying, hey, she locked herself out of her vehicle again. And so he finally told me how you actually pop your own door open or a friend's door. You take a blood pressure cuff and jam it in the door, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that's besides the point. She didn't have that stuff. Mm-mm. How did she get into her own vehicle? And Do then you think she might have been trying to get in, but um, he unlocked the door afterwards because he's petty like that. I mean, maybe or he might have rolled down the window, and she just finally crawled in over top of him. That's what I would do. Like I'm a small female. I ain't gonna lie. I'll fuck, I'll crawl through a window. I mean, I'm a small female too, but yeah, we're both pretty small females. But if somebody locks me out of a vehicle that is my ride, fuck that, man. I'm gonna crawl through the window and get into that vehicle to be able to get home. And then, you know, the audio cuts again. Um, or no, sorry, wrong spot. I'm looking at. At 38 minutes and 5 seconds, the officer states Gabby was slapping and scratching Brian, but he was just trying to push her away. Now, Brian did say he was just trying to push her away, but, I mean, really, come on. Now, I know some psycho females in my life. (laughs) No shout-outs there, but I know some (laughs) psycho females. Shout-out to the psycho females of our frickin' town. Right? But... You know... I'm kidding, I promise. Totally kidding, for legal reasons. Um, For legal reasons? This is a joke. But... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't believe that. And then at 35 minutes and 25 seconds in the secondary officer's video, they're talking to Gabby, and the office, the secondary officer literally says about the witness... He says that he spoke to both witnesses, but at that point, he'd only spoken to one. And, you know, I think that's kind of weird that he would state that he was only talking to one witness, but, or sorry, that he states that he talked to both witnesses, but he was only talking to one. And he says that the stories are matching up, even though he's only talked to one witness. Now, does this play a factor into battered woman syndrome more than likely like i've i haven't suffered from it or i guess suffer is not the correct word i am not um impacted right right well and here i'll even give you the definition battered woman syndrome is the set of symptoms injuries and signs of mistreatment seen in women who have been repeatedly abused by a spouse partner or relative so maybe you and i are both um have battered woman syndrome, but in the ways that Gabby was, I I think she had battered woman syndrome. Most definitely. From the way that, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit and I'm going to go into her post on YouTube. Mm -hmm. If you pay attention to the way that she looks at him and then when he's talking about Utah, about when they're camping, she looks at him, she raises her eyebrows, and she just kind of, like, freezes, kind of, sort of. 
Right. And then she looks out into the scenery, into the landscape, and her face just completely changes. She could changes right. into a happy, a loving happy, person. I can't believe I'm here type of person. Well, and even in that video, you can see Brian starts to kind of look at her and like lean towards her. And she pulls, pulls away. Back. Like, she, she pulls, like, hardcore pulls away. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. My foot's asleep. Um. But then, <coughs> she, the secondary officer states to Gabby that there's no way to get out of her going to jail, mm-hmm. but he would call a supervisor. So, at 37 minutes and 13 seconds into his video, he goes and calls the supervisor in his car. So, here's a conspiracy that I just thought of. Maybe they were trying to get her into jail to, like, get her away from him. Yeah, possibly. Maybe they were trying to make her safe. Make sure that she was going to be okay. Yeah, and that's possible, but... Do you think that's why the secondary officer was pushing so hard for Gabby to go to jail? I mean, it's possible. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that it's 100% fact. Right. Because I don't know. But they could have been trying to take her into a place that is secure and safe and will make sure that she will be secure and safe Mm -hmm. from Brian. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But then why wouldn't they just say, hey, we need to take you downtown. Like, why would they tell her they're charging her? If they're not. You know what I mean? Because gaslighting is... Okay, um, agreed. Yeah, I can see that. I know where you're coming from. If she is so under his thumb, if she is so, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, in love with him that she's just going to fight for him, Mm -hmm. they would want to make her believe. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, Like, maybe maybe that's something that we haven't really thought of. And that's okay. Right. And and I, yeah, you know, that's a high possibility. But then, I don't know. I just, the way things change, it just makes me double think things. Because at 42 minutes in the primary video, um, the officer, the primary officer starts taking pictures of Brian's quote-unquote injuries under his left eye, um... But that's the furthest where Gabby would have been, like we talked about. Um, you know, I just, I think things kind of got weird. So then at 42 minutes and 3 seconds, the female officer asked Brian if he knows where Gabby's phone is. So then at 43.50... Oh, so, no, correction, sorry. Brian says that it's in a special place, too. So, both phones are in a special place? Why would you have them? I don't know. That's weird to me. Normally, when I'm traveling, my phone is in my hand or on my lap or under my leg. Mine is usually, like, tucked underneath my thigh. Yeah, that's where I normally put mine, too, if it's on my hand. I don't know why. It's Is that a just, female thing? Like <laughs> It might be, but I don't know, male listeners. Definitely email us. Let us know. Broken it. 
brokenrcandles at gmail.com. Yes, thank um, you. I don't know. I, that's just where mine goes. It, it's instinctual that that's where my phone goes. But then at 43 minutes and 50 seconds, the officer literally states he wants to do a quote-unquote thorough job at checking for Brian for injuries. And then, but they don't check his back or anything. They make him lift up his shirt for his front, but, like, normally if a male is being beat, there's bruises and stuff all over the body. Mm-hmm. They don't check that. <laughs> no, they just tell him to lift up his shirt and kind of turn a little bit, and then he but they puts don't his do shirt down. Check. They don't check his back. They don't make sure that his legs aren't bruised. They don't make sure that any other part of his body is unmarked. Right. Agreed. Um, so then, at 40 minutes and 43 seconds in the secondary officer, the secondary officer looks up the statue for domestic bodily injury, um, which I can actually pull that up because I actually saved that, I believe. (laughs) Um, I think thought I saved it. Do you know where I saved it, Sarah? I absolutely have no idea. We've gone through so much research for you guys to be able to do this. We've researched for this showing. We've researched for next showing. Lynette's working on a different one. Yep. It's just, like... <laughs> it's been busy. Um, but, so, basically, this the statute says something to the effect of causing illness, um, which I think I actually say here in a minute, so let's see if I say it. So, then this is when we switch to the secondary body camera for this video, because it was really hard to hear in the, um, primaries. So, this is when they're at their vehicle, and they're talking, and, um, so, at 41 minutes and 50 seconds into the secondary officer video, the secondary officer states, it is there, this is their, his exact quote, it is there to protect people, especially dot dot dot, because too many times women, I'm going to emphasize women here, mm-hmm. who are at risk, want to go back to their abuser, they want to, they just want him to stop, and they don't want to be separated. They don't want to be charged. They don't want him to be charged. They don't want him to go to jail. And then they end up go- going back and things get worse and worse treatment and then they are getting killed. Okay. I wonder how bad these officers feel now. I mean, just like out of curiosity that Gabby's dead. Yeah. That's a that's a very good question. I would also like to know this. So, um Officers, if you're listening, probably not, but we just, we want to know. Yeah, I mean, like, do you, I want to know if they feel bad now. I I mean, and I'm not blaming them, like Mm -mm. I said, but I'm curious if they feel any sort of remorse or anything that, you know, the secondary officer literally said they go back and they get killed and now look at where Gabby is. She had gone back and she had gotten killed. Yeah, and you know... The thing that sticks out to me is 
you know, he literally states women. He doesn't say men. He literally states because too many times women who are at risk want to go back to their abuser. And if you watch the video in its entirety, like we did, Gabby does not want to be separated from Brian at all. Mm-mm. You know, she's like, no, I, I don't want to be separated. I have too much anxiety, blah, blah, blah. He keeps me calm, quote upon quote. Yeah, he keeps me calm, whatever. So then at 49 minutes and 12 seconds in the original video, um, it seems like the office, secondary officer is trying to manipulate Gabby into saying what he wants to hear about the bodily injury. Now, we could be wrong on this, but, um, you know, he, he simply states, this is entirely up to you, how this is going to go, blah, blah, blah. Well, then, at 49 minutes and 51 seconds, you can clearly see Gabby on the phone with her family. You can see her phone in her hand. And so keep that in mind that her phone was in her hand in the cop car. Yeah. And she was talking to her parents. So I'm going to see if I saved. I don't think I did. Um, I thought I saved the definition of um, Utah's code annotated. Um, you did. I remember you I know. I thought that. I did. Um, but that shouldn't be too hard to look up. Let me, let me look this up for you guys so that you can see the exact wording of Utah's code annotated for domestic violence. Um, cause I know I looked this up. I just can't remember exactly everything it said because like I said, we've been looking at a lot of stuff. Um, so it's under chapter six. I know that, um, I just got to remember which, uh, chapter it's under or which subsection it's under. Um, but basically it says something like, um, injury, illness, or... Is it subsection four? Is it four? I, you know, we've looked at so much of this. I don't even remember anymore. Um, I want to make sure we have it for you guys. I thought I had it saved. I'm sorry, but it's not there for some reason. And I don't know why. Because I know I saved it. Um, which is really weird that it didn't save. Um... Let's see. Here's the breakdown. Let's see if it's in our breakdown. No, it's not in there for some reason. I swear I saved it. I know um, you did. I know I did too, but I can't seem to find it. Um, okay, so we're just going to Google. Utah code annotated. The first um, one? This, I think, is in... Ch- the presence of children. Um, I want to make sure to have this definition for you guys. Um, okay, so now that we finally found the code annotated, this is what it states for bodily harm, which is what they were classifying for Gabby is that she'd be arrested for. 
It simply states, bodily injury means physical pain, illness, or any impairment of physical condition. Which, obviously, we know Brian didn't have an illness. (laughs) True. Well, okay. Maybe a different kind of illness, but not that kind of illness. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, that is their definition out of Utah. Um, And then, at... 51 minutes and 34 seconds. The audio cuts again. Mm-hmm. I got hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> I had hiccups all day yesterday. It sucked. Um, and then at 54 minutes and 32 seconds, this is when the secondary officer seems very aggravated about Gabby's response. Mm-hmm. That um, she did not... She didn't say the thing that he wanted her to say. Yeah. And we, you and I talked a lot about that. Because watching the video, you see the way that he's talking to her. Like, he's trying to convince her to say a certain thing. Mm -hmm. But she's sticking with what she believes is true. What her brain is telling her to say. Yeah. Which was the right call on her part. Right. But they're not looking at her like the victim. They're looking at her as the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's wrong. Um, but then at 51 minutes and 26 seconds into the secondary officer, um, this is when that officer departs. Like, he he departs the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at 55 minutes and 20 seconds, Brian, Brian, okay, mind you, Brian gives his phone number. His phone number. He pulls out his goddamn phone in front of the cop. Yeah, at 55.22, so two seconds later, he pulls out his phone out of his pocket. But m- remember, Gabby has hers in the car with her. And didn't he say previously that he didn't have a phone? Yes, he did. He said he didn't have a phone. That then if, what the fuck is that, motherfucker? And then if, that if Gabby took the other phone, that he'd be left without one. He'd be SOL. Hmm. So, hmm... First big lie you're caught in, Brian. Hope you're listening to this. So then at 55 minutes and 46 seconds, you can see that Gabby has her phone on her lap as they Mm -hmm. walk back to the cop car. Yes. Now, I don't know if anyone else out there believes in teleportation, but I don't think that's a thing in this contract. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't think that happens. I don't think it happened in this instance. Like, eh. Brian, you're kind of... Fucked in the head if you think that people are going to believe you. Right. You know, and... So then, at 56 (laughs) minutes and 31 seconds, the primary officer states that he's not going to charge Gabby. (coughs) But if he were to charge her, it'd be a Class B misdemeanor for domestic violence. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you guys understand how um, misdemeanors and felonies work, but a class B, I mean, it's not, I don't want to say it's bad, it's not bad, but, I mean, it's bad, but it's not that bad, if that makes sense. It's not as bad as it could be. It's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor. And it's not even a true, full-on misdemeanor. It's more of one of the lower-end misdemeanors. Right. (laughs) So then, at 52 minutes and 38 seconds in the secondary video, that's when that officer (coughs) finally cuts his... Uh, video. So his video ends at 5.40 p.m. 
1740 military time. Mm-hmm. So now the rest of the video uh, will be just from the primary. The primary. So at t- one hour and 17 seconds, Gabby <clears throat> asked the officer to make sure that Brian had his phone charger because they were being separated for the night. Mm-hmm. They were going to take Brian to a hotel and Gabby was going to stay with the van. But wasn't it previously, like, stated that he does not, he does have, not have a, a phone. cell phone? Right. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, he, he needs a phone charger for a phone he doesn't have? Exactly. <laughs> Sounds what, like something the, I would what's do. What's the point? Right. So, then, um, <laughs> at one hour and one minute and four seconds into the video, the officer goes and tells Brian, hey, you know, we're not going to charge Gabby we're just going to separate you guys for the night. And, dude, he looks so disappointed in that video at this point. Like, he did. His smile, like, dropped into, yeah. like, a deadpan. Like, like a, no emotions. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You told me previously that you were going to. Right. Like, I don't think he realized that um, he didn't have the uh, primary officer on his side mm-hmm. like he did the secondary. And the primary is the one that was... In charge of this case. The secondary mm-hmm. officer was there, basically as backup, mm-hmm. in case something did go wrong. Um, but you can see it in his face that he just, he's like, what? And then a few seconds later, about 20 seconds later, well, a little more than that, at one hour and one minute and 27 seconds, the officer states that they have the same story. Which they don't. Mm-mm. At all. If you watch both videos... I mean, you guys tell us for yourselves. If you guys have the time, mm-hmm. watch the hour and 17-minute video and the 52, I think, let's see, 52-minute video, mm-hmm. and, and watch the difference between the both of them. I mean, you can visibly see that there was no same story, but you tell us what you think. Most definitely. Um, we would love your guys' input. Yeah. Um, and then at one hour and three minutes brian doesn't want to like he doesn't say anything about passing a message on to gabby but yet gabby wants to tell brian you know she loves him and to have a good night and that she'll see him tomorrow yeah but then but he doesn't say the same he he like completely blows that part of the conversation out right and but then the officer goes to Gabby and says, oh, he said the same thing. He loves you. Good night. Don't, you know. But yet, yet Brian was like, I don't want her to text me. I don't want her to call me. I don't, I don't want, want anything to do with her right now. I don't now. want any contact with her. Yeah. And that's that's awful. Yeah. Like, Especially if it's the person that you are, again, going to marry. They're your fiance. Right. Like, are you kidding me? Why wouldn't you want to talk to them? So then at one minute and four, sorry, at one hour and four minutes, Gabby says that she doesn't usually drive the van, um, and that's when she wanted to know where Brian was going to be because she didn't want to drive too far from him because she was nervous to drive the van because it was so big Mm -hmm. compared to her normal small car. Yeah. Which is understandable. Yeah, I completely understand that. Right? So... And then, at one minute and nine seconds, this is what threw me off. Brian says to the officer that they met at the start of high school. Which, compared to the timeline, completely false. 
Right. Because compared to, like, statements that were later made by Gabby's family and friends, Gabby was a sophomore and Brian was a junior when they met. Which we discussed at the beginning of the video. Yeah. Or at the beginning of the podcast. They met later on in high school. I mean, Gabby was in her first half of high school, but Brian was in his <laughs> second half of high school. Mm-hmm. Really, looking at it. They were, and none of it really makes sense if, oh, we met in the beginning of high school. You were a fucking junior. Right, like... She was a sophomore. How is that the beginning? If you would have met in the beginning of, of high school, <clears throat> I would say that maybe he was a sophomore and she was a freshman. Yeah, that would have made met. more sense. Which, I mean, that's highly possible, but everything that everyone's saying is that she was a sophomore and he was a junior. Yeah. So, kind of confusing there. So then, you know, they get Gabby out of the primary officer's vehicle, and Brian is over by the ranger's truck. And Gabby goes to the driver's side of the van, and the officer talks to her about, you know, here's a few places that you could go to... ask for showers, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Like, she totally disregards the whole shower <laughs> thing. And he says, well, you didn't have today happen, blah, 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 <laughs> which is fine. And then they switch Brian from over by the ranger's truck to the primary's rig and then put Gabby in the van yeah. so that they have no contact with each other because supposedly, and I haven't, like, fully looked this up, but under Utah statute... Wait, they have to they separate pull them. Pull Brian a little bit past the the ranger's truck. He was on like the far side of the ranger's truck. Yeah. Yeah. In order for them to get, uh, Gabby out of the primary. Yeah, and take her to the van vehicle. Yeah. Take but her supposedly to the van. under Utah statute, and I haven't looked this up because I totally forgot about it, but supposedly under Utah statute, they can't. There's like a temporary. Um, restraining order, basically, against them. No contact order. That's what I'm looking for. Which, I, I'm i not doubting these officers. Mm-hmm. I fully trust that they know what their statutes are. Um, so they couldn't have any contact with each other when they were switching rigs. Mm-hmm. And the officer was going to give Brian a ride to the hotel, and Gabby was going to stay at the van. The officer did state that Gabby needed to take the van somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um... So then at uh, one hour and six minutes in the video, Brian and the cop, they're both in the primary's car, and they're talking about music. (coughs) Which is a very um, odd type of conversation to start. Like, something quote-unquote traumatic just happened. You would think that they would have been a little bit quiet for the first half. Right. I mean, but Brian just jumps straight in. I mean, first thing is like, oh, this music is killer. Like, and then the officer says something like, oh, yeah, I can hook up my phone to the car, blah, blah, blah. And Brian goes, oh, I'd kill to have one of those jobs or something like that. And so it just kind of seems odd to me for a quote unquote victim (laughs) to be so chill about things like that. Yeah. And then at one minute and nine seconds, Brian says that there's a that oh sorry that is the okay so this is when they start talking about at the start of high school which we've already talked about um so then a few seconds later um brian tells the officer that they had been traveling for a few months in the van which Which we know isn't true 
doesn't correlate to the timeline that we have. Yeah, I mean, off of everything that we found, it says July 2nd is mm-hmm. when they left. They didn't leave July 2nd, 2020. They left July 2nd of 2021. Which, at this point in time, was not that really... It was like a month and a few days, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then, for you conspiracy theorists out there um, that are talking about the Appalachian Trail, Brian brings up the Appalachian. Out of nowhere, just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, like the Appalachian Trail, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the exact context. But it's just kind of out of nowhere. And that was at 1 hour and 11 minutes. That he was just like, oh yeah, yeah, the Appalachian Trail School, like it's pretty. So, like, Um, why bring that up? And then the officer at one hour and 12 minutes and one second tells, oh gosh, he talks to Brian about going from Utah to California. Right, they talk about taking one of the interstates or one of the highways down, um, which is weird. Yeah, because aren't they supposed to be going up to Washington and then Oregon and yeah. then California? Yeah. So why would he be leaving Utah straight to California? <clears throat> Which, this comes about in a bigger sense here in a little bit. Probably in part two um, that we're going to do. Um, because, <coughs> as some of you may know, Gabby, one of her, her quote-unquote last text message, states no service in Yosemite. But they were supposed to be in Yellowstone at that time. But like yeah. I said, that's going to be in part two. Um, which, speaking of Yosemite, at one hour and 13 minutes, that's when actually Yosemite gets brought into the conversation between the officer and Brian. And that conversation goes on for maybe a minute? Uh, yeah, I mean, until about the time that they get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 13, probably about four, three, four minutes that they mm-hmm. talk about Yosemite. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little strange. And then when they finally arrive at the motel that Brian would be staying at, which is the Bowen Motel, they kind of just, like, walk into the place and the officer talks to the head guy. Front desk. Yes, the front desk. And Dilly is deciding to growl. Um, (laughs) Don't mind her. Yeah, she's kind of fed up with us. Um, <laughs> she's like, I'm done with you bitches. <laughs> Honestly, me too. I'm so tired. Um, but they, they walk in and the officer just says, hey, this is Brian Laundry. I called so-and-so about him. You should have a reservation. And then he just simply leaves Brian. <laughs> he doesn't wait until he gets checked in. He doesn't wait until he gets to his room. Which I find a little bit odd, because right. wouldn't you want to make sure that you your um, victim, quote-unquote... Gets checked in and stays ...is safe? Right. Like, are well, you kidding and me? I, I did some extensive research into this, but why... Why is there nothing after this that says, you know, did he leave the hotel that day or that night... Did he go anywhere? Did he stay in his room all night? This is America. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> like, we, we love America. Don't, yes, don't, don't, don't take that wrong. literally. Like, it, the way things are going in our system is... We it, are so okay 
with being at a standstill and not taking that extra step in order to make sure that our people are safe. Yeah. That we just sit there and do nothing. Which is sad, you know, I mean, very everyone says, oh, I care about this, but then you don't see any action on, on any of it. Sorry, our computer is making noise. Um, you do. <laughs> and then at 11, or 1 hour, 17 minutes and 38 seconds, that's when the video ends, mm-hmm. which the video actually ends in real time at 6.01 p.m. So... It was quite a ways, Mm -hmm. I mean, from the time that this call was initially started. At 4.44. To that. 16.44 till 18.01. Yep. But this case just gets crazier and crazier, and that is just our breakdown of... The two videos that we have right now. Yeah. And we have so much more to dive into, um, but that will all be, I think, in part two. Yes, most definitely. So, hopefully you guys enjoyed our little rant. Um, and join us next time for the wonderful case of Alyssa Lamb. This isn't Alyssa Lamb. No, no, it's not, but our next well, we... one should be. Oh, yes, okay. <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, no. Um... Yes, so we think our next one is going to be Alyssa Lamb. We might be doing part two of Gabby's. We are not sure right now. We are just, we're waiting for more information on the Gabby Petito case. As we are filming this, actually, we just got word that there will be a press conference (coughs) tomorrow, which is October 12th, about a autopsy ruling, hopefully. Hopefully. So we might be doing Gabby's next time more um, than likely but or we might be doing Alyssa lambs depending so. on what the autopsy results yeah. are seeing what kind of answers we get tomorrow um but so either be on the lookout for Alyssa lambs or part two of gabby petito yes most definitely we're the house of unkindness and we hope you enjoyed this and hope to join again most definitely <laughs> Hey guys, this is Lynette. Um, Sarah had to go home, but there was one thing that I forgot to throw in here, and that was just some helpful numbers that you can call or even message. Um, If you or anybody that you know are experiencing domestic violence at home, um, please call 1-800-799-SAFE which is 7233. So again, 1-800-799-7233. Or you can even text 88788 and just type in the message bar start and they will help you. And if you or anybody that you know are thinking of harming themselves or attempting suicide, please call 1-800-273-8255 or I also run my own nonprofit and you can reach out to me.